from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. That's live internet streaming radio that you can hear here in central and upstate New York, our home base, our second home of Florida, as well as another home of ours, which is right there in Scranton, Pennsylvania, with Marywood University, up and down the East Coast, the Midwest, the West Coast, and all over this wonderful planet that keeps on spinning thanks to the good old big guy upstairs. So with that being said, that's your internet streaming radio. Your video is right here on Facebook Live, facebook.com backslash live now DT. All of it is inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York, and Mon Paz Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. Bring you what's popping, which is our list of topics for the show, all the way from the beginning to the bottom of the second hour of the show to wrap it up. So we started the hour number one with Enrico Mastriani. Hour two is here with Jen Carlton of Marywood Pacers women's basketball in her first season as the head coach of the team. She has had a long career with the sport of basketball and given a lot of blood, sweat, and tears as a coach all the way through, as well as as a player. We talked about her history on our last show, and you can always go back and get that on any of our apps that are available to you. You can search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, the RSS feed, MixLR itself, YouTube, and iTunes podcasts. And you can also get it on our social media by going to Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, and Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. With that being said, she is back with us now coming off of her first ever Marywood tip-off dinner, and she is about to step into her first season as head coach. And with that being said, Jen, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, and, and doing very well. So I kind of just to hop right into it, how was, in your opinion, this this first Marywood tip-off dinner? It's something that Enrico had created when he came in five years ago, and this is your first season, obviously, at Marywood University, so your first time to kind of experience it. What did you take away from it? Oh, it was great. It was a great night for, for my players. It was a great night to meet um, some of the parents that I haven't met yet. Um, it was just great to interact and engage with people that, you know, I haven't, I don't know that well. Um, so it was just good all around. It was great for the community. It was great for, you know, our team to see us in a different light. And it was it's always nice to see them all dressed up and looking different, you know, as they do uh, on the court. And, and for you to have that experience with this team, with, with this being a team that obviously, you know, has a lot of players that are coming back that, you know, weren't, weren't recruited by you and they were already here. You know, what was that like for you to have a night out, like you said, to get all dressed up and to be there together and to be dining together? Just what that does for a coach in a position like yours where you're getting to know these ladies that have obviously, you know, came into Marywood before you got there. I mean, the whole experience is, was great. I mean, we had a scrimmage at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so hustling over right after the scrimmage to, to go over, um, you know, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but for, you know, 16, uh, 16 and 17, 16 or 17-year-old, 18-year-old females, that's a, that's a lot of work to hustle over after a scrimmage and get dressed and, and look the way they did. So um, obviously I was always proud of them so far. Um, they haven't given me any reason not to be proud of them, but it was nice to just, 
clean up a little different and to, you know, have a different look to us and a different feel and, you know, kind of see how they, you know, how they engage with other, other parents and other, you know, family members and, um, you know, meeting new people for the first time as well. So um, it's always, always a good thing to, to see them in a different light and to learn a little bit more about their character. And I, I definitely feel like I did. Are you proud of the fact of how quickly they could transition from scrimmage to getting all dressed up? And did their speed show to you that you could have them run more in practice? <laughs> yeah, I was definitely, I was definitely impressed with their their ability to get there and, and get there on time, and you know, look the way they did and, and put on a performance the way they did. Just you know, represent us really well. I mean, I I picked. I literally told them about five minutes before we went up on stage, um, Araya and Kate, that they, you know, they were going to come up on the stage with me and get some questions asked for them. And I didn't want to put too much pressure on, so I didn't, I didn't tell them ahead of time because I knew that they would overthink it and, and make it more of a big deal than it really was. And I just wanted their answers to be authentic and, and, real, and real and about them, and I thought it really was. So um, I'm proud of them for not, you know, overthinking it and just being able to kind of step into the spotlight. So definitely, definitely a good group. Speaking here with Jen Carlton, Marywood women's basketball head coach in her first season with the team. Uh, Jen, you, you spoke about seeing them in a different light and, and in a different atmosphere. What were your biggest takeaways of how you saw your young women on this team interact during that Marywood tip-off dinner? I mean, it's, it's the fact that we have 16, um, 16 girls on our team and nine of them are brand new to college basketball. I have seven freshmen and two um, newcomers that have never played. Um, they're not freshmen, but they've never played before college basketball. So just being able to kind of like, everything is brand new to them right now. Putting on a practice uniform is brand new. And, you know, seeing a scrimmage is brand new. And sitting on the bench for the first time. I mean, all of these all these players were, you know, they, they might not have been standouts in their high school, but they were they played a decent amount. They've had, they all had goals. And right now we're still trying to figure that out. So just be able to kind of go, you know, from one light to another. You can see their characters. You can see that, you know, basketball is, is a a big portion of their lives right now, but they also know that there's a big portion of their lives that's left to figure out. And I feel like they're using basketball as that, that gateway, you know, to what comes next. And, um, you know, just them interacting, just them talking to different people, um, meeting new contacts, meeting new, you know, new people from, from all over, you know, the country or all over, you know, wherever. Um, it, it's nice to see them in that way. And it's nice for them to, to just continue to grow with people, not just basketball players. So uh, always nice to see, um, even if they were a little nervous, but I think they were good. They handled it well. Your team has a healthy mix of new and and returning, like you said, and with nine newcomers coming onto the team. Just just what you could see about maybe how they've interacted w- with one another. Those that you know ha- are obviously back on the team, and those that have just come onto the team for the first time. Just what that interaction has been like, and what you've been able to see from that on and off the court up to this point. Okay. Obviously, I, I got hired late, so they were they were without a coach for about you know about a month on campus, and you know just to hear our freshmen and our newcomers talk so highly about our veteran um, returners and how they've you know incorporated everybody together, and they you know they, they're leading the way. You know they're, they're veterans now; they they understand what this is about and and what you know steps you need to take in order to take in order to you know make strides in whatever your your goal is. Um, and before a coach was here, they didn't know what their, what, a, what their goal was. And, and they might not, you know, they might have not set something in stone, but they knew that they had to get better together because this is going to be a team. And um, the, the numbers are great. To have 16 players is, is a great number to have. Um, and But it's also at the same time, 
it's a, it's a lot of people that things can go wrong. And so far, they've all interacted with each other great. They've all picked up on some, some you know, leadership roles and focus. And um, every single day, they're getting a little bit more comfortable, not just with me, but with each other. And, and you can tell by the way they play. You can tell by the way they speak. Um, you can tell by the way, you know, they walk in with their shoulders back a little bit more. Um, and and that, that, to me, is, you know, is really rewarding as a coach. It's probably the best feeling as a coach just to see their confidence grow, um, you know, grow by the day. And it's not just they're not just small strides. They're, they're big strides that are going to take a little while, but you're going to see an immediate impact with it. And so far, I think we have. And seeing, you know, the, those players that are – that are coming back and, and that are a part of this team as well, you know, like Araya and, and like Kate and, and I know Marissa's back and, and Emily Theobald and so on and so forth. You know, what what have you learned from that group that's coming back? Because I know Kate, you know, made a statement when we were up on stage together and, you know, it, you could feel you could feel that strife and you could feel that reality with her when, you know, Kate Riley said, I, I've had three coaches in three years. You know, she, she came in with Tara Machaco, then she had Gabby Holko, and, and now she has you. And, you know, just to, to hear that, and it's not your fault that that happened, but, you know, you could kind of get a sense of people's hearts kind of went out to her. I got that. I was sitting next to you. I got that sense that you kind of, you know, felt that reality. And, you know, just just, just what you've tried to do to, to come in there. And, I mean, you're a coach. You're a leader. I know that you have to be strict at times and whatnot, but you're also, you know, a, a mother figure. You're also, you know, kind of like a parent to these kids, an extension of their family. So, you know, when you hear Kate say something like that, I mean, did that did that really kind of pull at your heartstrings and and help you to maybe uh, see and appreciate what they're going through maybe a little bit deeper? Definitely. I mean, we've, we've talked about it from day one with our returners and especially the juniors who have had three coaches in the three years. Um, and I've dealt with this in the past, you know, with, with, with recruits in the past and, um, you know, things in, in, you know, other schools that I've been at. So I, I'm very sympathetic to the fact that, you know, three different coaching styles in three years is extremely difficult to grasp. And especially if those, you know, all three of those are, are very different. Um, and it seems like, you know, there are three completely different styles. And that's great because you you know, you get good, you have a nice broad spectrum of, of coaching styles, but at the same time, um, it's hard to adapt, you know, what, or it's hard to get out of a, a habit or a rhythm that was put into place by a former coach and then having it, you know, completely ripped away and, and starting over again. Um, and I'm very sympathetic to that, to that fact. And, um, you know, I'm big right now about building your confidence up. I want them to play the way they know how to play, the way they, you know, feel the most comfortable so I can see the mistakes, so I can see the positives, so I can see all those things, and then we can really coach them, you know, the way that they need to be coached, not just the way that we saw them from afar, you know what I mean? And um, as, as a coaching staff, it's our job to adapt to our players, and it's our job to make sure that they're in the best situation for themselves ment- mentally so that they can play the best physically. If you're all wound up in your head and they're not improving themselves or, you know, they're worried about the little tiny mistakes or they're breaking their neck every time, you know, to look over to the bench every time they make a mistake, I'm not getting the best out of them, and that's my fault. So I have to do a better job of making sure that they're comfortable in the mistakes that they make so we can coach them that they're no longer mistakes, but they're just lessons. And that's what we're looking forward to. And I really think that this, this team has adapted to that. Um, I, love the, I love the way they're at, what, where they're at mentally. I love how hard they're working. I love what they're doing together. And I really enjoy the fact that you know, they want to be coached. Um, and, and I love that so far. And to, to have that, you know, like you said, they want to be coached. They want to be there. 
did you did you come into a team that was maybe uh, did you get a sense that that I asked the first impression that they had of you but when you came in your first impression of them did they look disheveled nervous confused sad I mean what was kind of maybe their reaction when you first walked in did you get a sense of you know or what did you get a sense of with this team and maybe the emotion of this team when you know the the coaching change happens and it's not even a year that the the prior coach had been there and then here you are in September what was that original kind of sense like for you the first time I I met with them as a, as a group I I could feel that they're very they were anxious but excited because they finally had a coach and it wasn't just they were playing on their own and it wasn't just you know just trying to trying to show out from their teammates now they realized that there was you know, there's going to be a system in place. You know, there's going to be someone who's going to, you know, run things. And they needed the structure. They definitely needed the structure since they didn't have anything for, you know, about a month, a month and a half. And, um, you know, they were anxious, like I said, um, nervous at the same time. They wanted to be perfect in everything they did. Um, and that's not reality. So I kept trying to let them know, like, mistakes are reality. But mistakes also allow us to get better. It'll, it'll help us in February and March. But if you don't let me see those mistakes because you're so wound up about what I want, you know, perfectly never gonna work so let me see the real let me see your genuine self so we know how to coach you and, and they they learn from that. they adapted from that and they, they, you know they're still timid at times and it's only been three weeks since we were able to get on the court and um i've only been here a month so it, it's been you know it's been a long month in terms of trying to get to know all 16 players right now but at the same time you know it's basketball and we're, we all enjoy it and we all love being on the court and most importantly we love being part of a team and that's what makes you grow, being part of a team, the camaraderie, learning from people that have been in that situation before, you know, veterans, all of those things come, come into place. And um, just to be able to, to rely on not just your coaches, but your teammates um, when things aren't going right, when to celebrate the good times as well. It's always nice to have other people that are on the um, same page too. Yeah, you know, and, and to have that, like you said, you know, they were kind of, they were on a team by themselves, you know, kind of fighting alone before they knew what was going to happen and what was going to go on uh, for you know, to see that, that initial, you know, that they were kind of just happy to know that they had somebody, that there was some leadership. How do you establish your leadership and, and how do you, you know, really try to create that connection and that relationship as we speak here with Jen Carlton in her first season as Marywood women's basketball head coach, how did you, you know, seek to uh, establish yourself as a leader and to make a connection with this team? I mean, being a leader is, is a natural quality in a lot of coaches, and you know, taking taking the reins over over a team that had success last year. I mean, they they made, they lost in the semifinals. They returned five you know five players from that team. Obviously, losing an All American is, is tough. Um, but the numbers weren't great last year, and coming into a team that does have 16, you know, we're able to practice the way we need to practice, and um, you know, put a little bit of pressure on people and, and, and play in that way. But like the leadership part of it, I, I was very fortunate when I walked in. You know, the veterans took over. You know, the veterans were the ones running the show for the first month. So the freshmen had, you know, their teammate, someone that they can support, support and, and learn from right from the start. But they also have people that were going to say, this is how we do things. This is how we do things. And that was amazing for a coach to be able to come in and do things. Obviously, I'm going to tweak it to, to my liking. But at the same time, I mean, leadership is leadership. And it, it's shown in all different forms. Um, you know, Coach 
Coach Enrico was talking about it at the tip-off dinner. You know, some captains talk about some captains are all about being very vocal and you know being the, the cheerleader that we need on the court or you know, picking someone up by saying, "Hey, you got this." And some people, you know, might have to pull someone aside and talk one-on-one. And other people might just be the coach on the court that's going to make the right basketball decision um, and put us into the right plays and direct traffic a little bit more. And so leadership is shown in many different ways. And it's just a matter of what works with our team right now. And the leaders that have stepped up, and, and we have we have plenty of leaders on the team that aren't named captain. And, and their worth is just the same as someone named captain, you know, but it might be just in a little different form or a little different role. So we have to take, take all of those, you know, all of their amazing qualities and be able to put it together so for how it works for us. And so far, it has worked for us. That coming from Jen Carlton, once again, of Marywood University Women's Basketball, the head coach of the team, stepping into her first season. You have your first game coming up this Saturday. It's already here. It's this week. It's it's four days away from the conversation we're having live right now on November 5th. Uh, November 9th, this coming Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, you will take on Elizabethtown College in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Just your thoughts of, you know, you came in in September the game is already here. You got a game in, in, in less than a week now. Just, you know, what what that does for you and just what you can say about getting started already. I'm excited. I can't wait. I mean, we only have three more practices left. We had an early 6 a.m. on this morning. Um, so we're, we're, you know, we're getting down to the countdown. And um, I'm, I couldn't be more excited to officially get started um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously, our first two scrimmages, you know, I learned a lot about the team, and I'm just ready to continue to capitalize and, you know, do a, a full scouting report and be able to kind of, you know, really break down some game film. And, and, and you know, fortunately for us, um, Elizabeth Town hasn't lost anybody from last year, so I'm able to go back and watch film from last year and kind of break down break down those things um, as well. But on the flip side for them, we're a brand-new team for the most part. Yes, we have some returners, um, but, you know, we're not. they're not going to know nine of us or ten of us um so it's definitely an interesting dynamic but um i can't wait to get out there actually my um who chris morgan hired me at goldie beacom he was the athletic director at goldie beacom he hired me as my first first head coaching job and he's the ad at elizabeth town he's also an alum there um he won a national championship for soccer there um many many years ago and i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him as well and it's just it's just really nice to know that that was that's my first that's my first team in D three is against the the guy from D two that hired hired me you know took a chance on me who's never been a head coach before so it's exciting it's definitely exciting. I mean, we we say that the sports world is so small, but can you really get a sense of that? I mean, the the irony that I always said that. The word irony belongs in the sports world, and probably you know predominantly in the sports world. Do you get a sense of that? Definitely, definitely. I mean, the world is so small already, you know, and and the sports world is a little bit different, and everybody knows someone, and everybody's made an impact on someone in some kind of way. So I'm fortunate enough to have, like I said, to have some great role models and great mentors, and and Chris Morgan is definitely one of them. So it's nice to be able to to face up with him first game ever. You had. Araya Angst, as well as uh, Kate Riley, represent the team on stage for Marywood University Women's Basketball's first ever media day. And uh, I had the opportunity to host that, and, and you chose the women that were going to come up there. What made you choose Araya, and what made you choose Kate? You know, I, I 
the minute I met them, I knew that they were they were leaders on the team. They took control. They had class schedules of every single person, so they knew when they were practicing already ahead of time. I just been able to to rely on them from the start before I even saw them put a, you know with the basketball in their hands before I even saw them in in you know gym clothes. I, I knew that I can rely on them for leadership roles, and um, just to watch them the last three weeks on the court and how they interact with their team, um, I knew that obviously there were veterans back from last year. Um, they, they were able to speak about their on-court on play. They were able to talk about, you know, what their path has been, having three coaches in three years. Um, but at the same time, they're really excited about what's to come. And uh, Araya being a senior and Kate being a junior, um, we get Kate back again. And, and I wanted Araya to experience all this for her for her last year and, and be able to be confident in what she can bring to the table, not just on the court. Um, and, and it starts with little things like this, little tasks. They were both very nervous. But, you know, guess what? They're, they're going to be going on job interviews soon. They're going to be speaking with, you know, with, with little kids or little ballers who want to become them when they grow up. Um, so this is a, it was a great opportunity for them to, you know, kind of put their, their nervousness aside, put their, um, you know, second-guessing themselves aside and just realize what, they, what they're capable of doing and how confident, you know, they can make themselves and also the people around them. So I felt like that was a, it was a, good, it was a good time for them to, you know, to be, a, be on the spotlight, be in the spotlight a little bit. I know that you've been at the D2 level and and now here with Marywood University at D3. Speaking here with Jen Carlton, the head coach of the Marywood University Pacers women's basketball team. What can you say about, I mean, this this to me, you know, when, when I had the opportunity to, to come to the dinner this time around, to be a, a new part of the dinner and the essential media day, sitting on stage and having a coach bring up a couple players and have representation. It's what the American Athletic has done. It's what the ACC has done. I, you know, I've experienced these things over the years. What did you take away from it? And being at the D2 and, and D3 levels, have you had something like that before? What did you think of it? I told Enrico, I said, I'm taking my constructive criticism right on the chin because I'm asking you to tell everybody live instead of telling me privately. But what was your takeaway from the experience? I thought it was great. I mean, I thought it was a, it was a perfect, uh, perfect segue into the season, you know, and because we don't have an official media day, it was great for parents and friends and family and, and supporters just to kind of get to know the vibe on the team. Not, not necessarily exactly everything that we said word for word, but what's the vibe? You know, are, are they in a good place mentally? Are they, you know, are they preparing? Are they, are they you know, right there with each other? Are they on the same page? And I, I think that we got a great sense of that from both teams. Um, and it was really nice, like I said, to watch people interact and um, hear, hear them, you know, being put on the spot, but knowing that they're having the right answers right behind them. So um, it was definitely good. And, and I, I loved every second of the fact that they got to be in the spotlight and, and, you know, the whole team got to hear their answers and, and hear what comes next for them and how we handle some things. And um, it was just, a, it was a great event altogether. And I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. For you, as you step into this season, as you step into this new chapter what keeps you going what keeps you excited what keeps you fresh you know what is it about this job that makes you kind of fall in love with it every single day because it is sometimes a thankless job it is a 25 hour a day job it is a job that never really goes away it becomes a part of your life it becomes a a piece of the fabric of of who you are so what makes you getting up what makes you get up and fall in love with it every day i mean i've 
I might say it on, you know, whenever I talk to people or whenever someone asks me a question so much of this, I love basketball. I, I, I enjoy the X and O's. I love the game. You know, I love the players. That I, but what I really love is teaching. What I really love is coaching. I love watching their mentality change. I love watching their confidence grow. I love watching, you know, that, that look that they get on their faces when, when something clicks. Even if you said it 10 times, you know, just something about the 11th time, you know, that, that just turns turns for them or they see it in a different way. To me, there's there's no better feeling than, than to see them grow, you know, grow. And it's a daily, daily reward because every single time I get to see one of my players or see a former player and just to hear, you know, hear their excitement in their voice or hear them talk to me about the play we just put in yesterday or talk about the defense and or ask a question that they might not know that we already went over, just to hear them interact with me in a way that I know that they want to grow is so rewarding and, and I love every second of those things. My mom was a teacher. My dad died when I was little. And it's just been me, my mom, my sister, you know, my whole life. My mom was a full trade teacher for forever. She actually just uh, retired last year. And, you know, it's, it's really, I, I got my teaching, you know, my teaching gene from her and the, the sports part of it, you know, came from my passion for basketball. Um, so just be able to put those together and, you know, follow my mom's footsteps in terms of being a teacher of, of life. You know, she was a fourth grade teacher. It's not, you know, you're not going to remember every little thing you learn in fourth grade, but you are going to remember the confidence that your teacher gave to you. And I don't think that it's any different once you get to the college level. Um, it's about confidence, about building them, it's about growing them, and it's about, it's about in, in, you know, lifting them up to be ready for what happens after college, what happens after basketball. You know, that big job interview, confident enough to know that you can nail that. You know, knowing that you have friends and family and teammates to twerk that will support you forever because they've been through the ups and downs with you. And, and I'm a huge, you know, huge quote person, and I think we talked about it on our last show. You know, I, I love the fact that the journey is the reward. It's not that, it's not that big you know, diamond ring or that big championship ring you get or a trophy or cutting down the net. Yeah, that's, that's you know, you get to have that for the rest of your life. But it's the, the memories and the camaraderie and the feelings that you get when you think about that season or you think about that team or you think about how you won that championship. It wasn't just basketball stuff. It was all those hours of hard work preparing both mentally and physically. And I think that's, that's very rewarding for a coach. And I think that that's what makes it more special, you know, is like you remember, obviously, you know, cutting down the nets and this, that and the other. But the thing that you really, really, really remember and get a sense of is all of those. I mean, at least for me, when something goes well, it's it's all of those years. It's all of that strife. It's all I mean, I was talking to Enrico about it earlier on in today's show that, you know, that obviously you weren't around. Jen, as you were going through your time, and and Enrico wasn't even around when this was going on, but when I started MU Courtside, and then I had teachers that tried to get me to quit. I had a teacher that tried to prevent me from graduating. You know, when I was in the hospital, was trying to find loopholes and whatnot, another teacher stepped up. There were all these things that happened. Those same teachers that tried to get MU Courtside to fail took credit for it, took my name off of it the day that I graduated, erased me from history. And then I sat down with Enrico and I talked with him about it. And he was like, we're going to change that. We're going to make it better. And now because of people like you and Enrico, I feel more connected with my university than I've had in a long time. My name has been kind of uh, redeemed, I guess, in a way. And, and I feel more comfortable with it. But I remember, you know, it's great to feel the way that I feel right now. 
But I remember all that pain and all that strife and all of that people taking credit for your work and and all that pain that I went through got me to a point that on my way to the dinner this past Saturday, I said, you know what? I look at things a different way now. If so many people are trying to put their name on what I did and they're trying to steal my work, obviously I did something good because nobody tries to steal something unless it's something worth wanting. So, you know what I mean? You, you kind of, you find, you find your peace in the pain and you want to get, you want to get to the destination. But those of us that I think really understand life or are understanding life are the people that go back to all of those storms that you had and I had and other people have had. And you appreciate the fact that you went through all of that hell because it made you who you were that by the time you got to the destination, you weren't thinking about, well, I'm muddy, I'm dirty, I'm scratched up, I'm bloody. You were like, wow, that was one of the greatest fights of my life. And you came out victorious in one way or another. And, and it's no one's battle but your own. And, you know, it's only you that's going to be able to tell you if you're victorious or not. And it all comes from confidence. It all comes from knowing, knowing yourself. It all comes from growth. And, you know, that's the most important part of life is making sure that we're always growing. You're, you're never going to know everything. You're never going to, you know, have all the answers. But if you look at life as, as an adventure every day, that's something yeah. you can grow and learn and, and build off of, I think that you're in a great spot mentally, and that's the, the best way you can be. Absolutely. And with that being said, speaking of being mental here, it's time to think of those questions. It's rapid fire time with Jen Carlton of Marywood Women's Basketball stepping into her first season as head coach. The first game is this Saturday, November 9th against Elizabethtown in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Jen, we're going to do two apiece. I will start off here. So my my question for you, I know I asked you a, a running for president style question when we had our media day, but I'm going to go off of this and I'm going to be a little bit different. I asked Enrico who his vice president would be. I'm going to ask you this question on election day, as so many people are going out to vote. And then there's a bunch of people that are sitting at home saying my vote doesn't matter. What makes the best leader in this world? What can you say about who people should be voting for, what we should be looking at, because our country used to be a beacon of hope, a beacon of light. And I said, you know, we got to go up there and change the light bulb, so to speak, right now. What do, what could you say to people that are going out there on election day today, regardless of party, regardless of this, that, and the other? What's the most important thing about leadership and uh, just what you can say about that? I think, you know, if I'm looking at the whole, and I'm telling people who are going out to vote today, I'm, I'm going to tell them, look at the candidate that has the most open-minded position. Look at the candidate that's not just seeing it, you know, in tunnel vision. Look at the candidate that can see it from multiple angles and come up with a solution that's, that's best for everyone. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not going to be the way, the way everyone wants it. But what is the best solution for everyone involved? And there's sometimes those answers are a lot harder, you know, than the question, obviously. But if you have someone who's only thinking about themselves or where they came from or their, you know, their class or their, um, you know, situation altogether, then they're only viewing it very one-sided. And everybody, that's not what America is. America is, uh, is diverse. And you have to see it from all different angles. And in order for us to work as a group, which that's what ultimately our goal is, we have to make sure that everybody sees everyone else's position. You might not agree with it, but you have to see it. And we need people that, that can do that. Perfect answer. 
Absolutely perfect. You don't have to agree with it. You just have to see the other side. My, like my mom always said, you don't like, cause I'm not a big drinker. She said, you can't look at that and just, you know, hate that everybody drinks. And because you've experienced things in your personal life with people who have, you have to understand that there are people that do. You have to respect the fact that there's people that are different. You don't have to sleep next to it, but you have to know that it's there. You have to hear its point. And in order to move forward in this world, you have to just register that that's, that's, that's a part of this world and that they're going to have thoughts and opinions and you're going to have thoughts and opinions. And if you want them to listen to you, you have to listen to them too. Absolutely. So what is your first question for me? All right. Um, NCAA has gone through some of some changes lately. Can you give me your stance on athletes getting paid? Well, I will, I'm going to say something that I said uh, this past week and because I've seen this from a bunch of different angles and I've, I've spent almost 20 years, you know, broadcasting and, and really since I was like 10 years old, maybe even younger, paying attention to, you know, sports center and whatnot and, and things that go on. The NCAA, and I can say this because, you know, I, I have, I mean, it's whatever, but it's a corrupt organization. There is no check and balance to the NCAA. There is no, is the NCAA doing the right thing or the wrong thing? And I think that that's a problem. I think that they need that. I think that they've lost their way. I think that saying that they're a non-for-profit organization that makes billions of dollars of the of a year makes no sense. And, you know, so with all of that being said, they make money off the backs of the players. And without the players, without the athlete side of student athlete, the NCAA doesn't exist. So there's that side of it. The other side of it is that I'll bring up is Division Three. When I was when I was recruited to Marywood and, and I got that phone call, it was, hey, you, you don't get a free education. You got to come here. You got to pay for your education. You got to be a really good student. You got to do everything that a D2 and a D1 athlete's going to do, but you're not going to get any money for it. You're not going to get a free education. So I think that if the NCAA is now saying you can get paid for your image, likeness, and name. That's all well and good. And they're going to do it at every level, Division One, Two, II, and Three. That's wonderful, right? You'll get a sponsorship from the dealership down the road, and you can be a Marywood player, and you can make some money on the side. That's all well and good. My issue is, if Division One, Two, II, and Three is equal in name, image, and likeness, why are they not equal in being able to give out scholarships and be able to recruit that way? I think NCAA Division One and Division Two have an advantage over Division Three. I think it's unfair. I think everything under the NCAA umbrella should be treated as such, and there's no reason why NCAA Division Three student athletes should not get the opportunity to have a scholarship and have their education paid for. With that notion being there, I do think that paying athletes by themselves being able to go seek their own individual accolades and individual sponsorships could affect the psyche of the team the environment of the team and could cause a lot of <clears throat> undue problems and stress. So as much as I want athletes to be able to make their own, I'm concerned about what that will do to the family atmosphere of the team. And I'm also concerned with the fact that division one and division two athletes get a free education and they're going to be able to make money where a division three athlete doesn't get a free education. So their sponsorship is going to essentially pay for their education. So they're really not making any money. So the grand scope of it, I I, I kind of throw it back to the NCAA is why is Division Three treated at such a disadvantage, which I consider to be very unfair. Definitely, definitely. So that's that's my piece with that. 
my, like my final question for you today in rapid fire, Miss Jen Carlton is what are the, okay. There's common misconceptions about New Jersey, right? Uh-oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> there's misconceptions. So what are the three best things about being from Jersey? Three best things. Oh man. Um, the people, Definitely. I mean, we have our, our Jersey swag, I like to call it. Like, we have a little bit of an edge to us. Okay. Um, uh, I told my girls like, the first first day I met them, I was like, I, I can't lie to you because I, if I try, the words come out of my mouth, I can't hide my face. My face will always tell the truth because it, it just works that way. Um, and I feel like a lot of Jersey people are like that. Um, pork roll. I don't know if have you ever had pork roll. Pork roll, I... Maybe once, but it was probably a long time ago. Well, I mean, it, you probably didn't if you don't remember because yeah. it's amazing. And it's from Jersey. It's made from Jersey. Really, no one outside of, of Jersey really knows it. Some people call it Taylor Ham, but it's definitely pork roll. Um, and let's say the third thing, probably the beaches. The, having the Jersey Shore right there, being able to kind of get to New York and Philly and D.C. and, you know, uh, Baltimore, all, you know, all within two hours, three hours. Uh, and having the beach right there as well. So I'm going to say location, just, you know, where it is. Um, but Jersey's awesome. That coming from, that coming from the, the native Jersey. So, I mean, that, I mean, some positive stuff. Okay, what's your final final <laughs> question for me? Um, final question. Should we go? I'm going to say, I'm going to keep one with the sports theme. We have college basketball opening up today, the first day. Um, do Kansas tonight and Kentucky, Michigan State. Who's your winners for both? Okay, so you you want me? Okay, so so give me the give me these again for the which ones do you want me to do? Duke, Duke in Kansas are playing I think tonight at seven and at okay. Madison Square Garden I believe, and then Kentucky and Michigan State are right after that. In Kentucky and Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Duke in Kansas, Kentucky and Michigan State. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say this is a tough one with with Kansas and, and Duke uh, definitely cuz i i mean i respect uh, programs all around the country but this is a tough one i'm i'm going to say you know duke has been on another level if that's even possible lately and they've been they've been out kentuckying kentucky and what i mean by that is they've been taking all the one and dones from a lot of them from kentucky so I, i'm going to i'm going to give a slight edge to duke over Kansas, you know, Duke is used to playing in that New York City area that we had the ACC tournament there at the Barclays Center for a couple of years in, the, in in Brooklyn. So I'm going to give the slight edge to Duke over Kansas for tonight, November 5th. And then Kentucky and Michigan State. This is another very difficult one for me because because I, I do respect them both uh, tremendously as well. I'm a huge Tom Izzo fan. He was on my bucket list of coaches that I wanted to interview, and I've gotten to do that already. So oh, awesome. Michigan State's ranked number one in the country. I think that's awesome. Uh, I don't I don't think it's going to stay that way all season long, but I'm going to give the edge to Michigan State in that game, which will be played also at Madison Square Garden. So uh, I'm going to say, you know, if you're going to MSG tonight, you're about to have, uh, uh, you know, probably the best Christmas gift early. But I, 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 I'm going to say, because if this was a Final Four, people would be excited. But I'm going to say Duke over Kansas. I'm going to say Michigan State over Kentucky. I like it. I like it. It was that was that was so tough. That was a good question. <laughs> so that's that's what we're here for. 
So that being yeah. said, uh, Jen Carlton, once again, of Marywood Women's Basketball in her first season as head coach. You can go see her on the road at, at Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. They'll be facing off against Elizabethtown College on November 9th, this coming Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Jen, I, I appreciate it. It was great to meet you in person and to be around the team again and see some new faces and see some old faces. And and obviously I want nothing but the best for you this season. We got a lot of awesome stuff coming up, a lot of ideas that I have. And, and so we'll be around each other more and get to definitely promote Marywood women's basketball. But I, I hope that this is a great era for you. I hope it's great personally and professionally. And I, I hope that these uh, young women can have a, a beacon of hope and a, and a light with you that can carry on for years to come as you get started with your first game coming up. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It was great meeting you, and, and I look forward to what's coming in the future.